A midlife crisis has been defined as a transition in identity and self-esteem that can occur in individuals between the ages of 40 to 66. I've never been the patient type. I've been having an existential crisis for years. When I was 20, I decided I wanted to become a paramedic, inspired by the stories of my best friend's Uncle Herbie, a Navy corpsman who served as a field medic during World War II in the Pacific. I remembered listening to his stories, watching films like Saving Private Ryan and the HBO series The Pacific, and seeing how when everything was falling apart, the arrival of a medic gave hope. As kids, when we played Army, I'd want to be the medic. I carried a cap gun, band-aids, and a sense of idealism. Later in life, I traded the cap gun for an IV cath and band-aids for tourniquets, but the idealism only grew. My passion for education in high school was lackluster at best. I wasn't motivated or interested in geometry, physics, or algebra. I loved ENT school, though. I studied when I should have been working at my dad's out of body shop. I studied instead of seeing friends. I wanted this. I had to become a paramedic. An EMT class was the first step to bring order to chaos professionally. I did well. And then the thing I was training to help others through happened to me. Weeks away from graduation, I was in a near fatal motorcycle accident. My broken body was found by EMTs and paramedics, pulse present, but not breathing. Blood pouring out of my neck, my jaw and left arm deformed, glass and debris in the road and my flesh. They took me to the nearest trauma center where, thanks to the incredible talent and skill of everyone involved with my care, I was able to leave only a few days later. I don't remember anything about the accident except for wanting to recover so I get back to EMT school. Everyone told me my life was spared for a reason, so I could go out and save lives. My purpose couldn't have been more clear. I intended to use my second chance to give others a second chance too, and I did for years. My life was paramedicine. I was taught how to save lives, but nobody ever taught me what to do after the ones I couldn't save. Under the surface, my psyche was breaking. For years, I had been operating with a baseline level of anxiety and PTSD I didn't even realize was there. That was just normal for me. The insomnia, nightmares, thoughts of suicide, nearly attempting it more than once. A small burden to carry for the honor of being called when everything has gone wrong, right? I've had more than a few friends kill themselves over the years. I know the data, the statistics on first responder suicide, yet I almost increased those stats several times. I can handle it. I can't handle it. I watched someone I knew die in my ambulance last year, and I was helpless to save him. I tried everything, and later found out that even if a prepped surgical suite showed up to his door my ambulance did, he couldn't have been saved. That didn't make the memorial service any easier. I was terrified to see his wife and children. What would I say? That I did everything I could? That nobody could have saved him anyway? My PTSD wasn't letting me ignore it any longer. Shortly after this event, I had my first panic attack while on shift. I was crippled, crying in the station, hoping nobody would notice me. My partner recognized what was happening to me and lovingly told me I needed to go home. I felt so broken and weak. I've been doing this job for years, and then suddenly I couldn't. It didn't make sense. I'm Justin Tyndall, the paramedic. EMS is who I am. I finally started talking about the demons I've been fighting for so long. I thought the reason I was struggling was because of the conditions with the agency I worked for. Low staffing led to mandatory overtime, many of us working 36 or more hours straight with little to no sleep. 
That's what my problem was. I just needed a different environment. So I quit my ambulance job and went to the firefighting academy. Fire standards is hard. I pushed myself physically and mentally in ways I hadn't before, and I succeeded. I was selected to be a squad leader in school, cementing in my mind that Justin the paramedic can be Justin the firefighter paramedic. The demons screamed louder. I ignored them more. I finished school with a job offer lined up. I went right into orientation, seeing old friends and colleagues, receiving positive feedback the entire time. Why was I so sad and depressed still? Why are my demons so loud? I'm doing everything right. I'm acknowledging my mental illness. I'm physically active. I'm talking with friends and I'm helping people as much as I can. My entire adult life has been emergency services. And along the way, I've wrapped my entire identity into being a first responder. Hi, I'm Justin. I'm a paramedic. The text should have read, Hi, I'm Justin. And I've blurred the lines between my job and my life so much that I feel hopelessly depressed if I'm not working. And when I do work, I'm so overwhelmed from trauma that I start wishing a car will ignore my reflective vest and take me out just so I don't have to hurt anymore. As a paramedic, you make difficult decisions every day. The most difficult decision I've made in my 10 year career was to not be a paramedic anymore. In December of 2019, I resigned from my new firefighting job knowing that if I continued with this mental state, I would either get somebody else killed or kill myself. I sought professional counseling help, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to unravel my identity from my work and accept that a job doesn't define who I am. So, let's do this one more time. Hi, I'm Justin, and I'm not a good person because of what I do for a living. I'm a good person because of who I am. This is not the end of my story. It's a new beginning. That is a journal and Facebook post I wrote December of last year when I was transitioning from unraveling who I was as a paramedic and discovering who I am as Justin Tyndall. So I wanted to tell you guys my story first, because again, like I said in the introduction, I want this to be a platform for others to tell their stories and to have real conversations with people without any of the theatrics or trying to make a point or score for this team or that team. I just want to have genuine human interactions. And I feel like you really knowing some of my backstory and knowing where I'm coming from and, and who I tried it is to be as a person and what makes me who I am will help you as we go forward. Because I'm not just some random guy having a midlife crisis starting a, a podcast. I'm, I'm Justin having a midlife crisis starting a podcast. But Ultimately, my, my intentions are very genuine. I want to have fun with this more than anything because, you know, they always say, you know, do what you love and find a way to get paid for it. So I'll figure that stuff out later. I'm not worried about money or anything like that. But right now, thank you for listening. If you thought my story was valuable, can help anyone else, please share this. You subscribe right now via the Buzzsprout um, podcast app or on their website. As soon as I finish going through all of the procedure for getting this uploaded on the other podcast app, like the Apple app and the Google Play Store and, and I think I said Amazon. That's the other one. Android. That's it. See, I'm really good at this. Starting off amazingly. But follow me wherever you can. On Twitter, it's at the Tyndall. If you're listening to this, you probably already know me on Facebook. If you uh, was shared this by somebody else, thanks. Keep listening. I promise it's not going to all be super depressing and suicidal like that. 
This is going to be a fun side. Actually, the next episode is pretty fun too. So stay tuned. Thank you for listening and I'll catch you later.